Hello and welcome back to the Mav on Campus. I'm your host, Hallie Mays, and let's get into this week's news recap. For sports in the past week, the Lady Mavericks fell to Colby Community College. The softball team is now regrouping and preparing to reface the Grizzlies of Butler Community College at home here in Goodland on Wednesday, April 27th at 1 and 3 p.m. We hope to see you there at our last home softball game. For Student Life, we have the paintball tournament going on today and tomorrow, and we wish students and staff to move quick and shoot sharp. New to campus, we are now offering a one-time free line dancing class. We invite students to join us in the Union on April 28th at 6.30 in the Assembly Room. As a reminder, our enrollment remains open online for the upcoming fall semester. I invite you to head over to nwktc.edu to learn more. Getting into our interview of the week, I am so excited to have the opportunity to meet with one of our first employees at the Votech School. We will be hearing institutional knowledge of how what was once just a dream has now developed into one of the strongest trade schools in Kansas. Thank you for being willing to meet with us. Would you mind introducing yourself? I'm Zona Price. And I don't know if I was the first one. I think I was one of the first ones <laughs> because Larry Kearns and I started the same month. We started in July of that 1964. Cool. So where are you from? I grew up, I was born and raised here in Goodland. And then I lived a short stand about seven years in Casper, Wyoming. Other than that, I've been here doing something. <laughs> yeah. So what brought you back to Goodland from Casper, Wyoming? Well, my husband is a born and bred farmer, and we kind of had to leave and find something else during that period in the 50s when we kind of had dirt storms, and uh, it wouldn't support two families. And then uh, all his dad did was that we went to Wyoming, and Dale was a map draftsman for the mineral supervisor and hated every minute of being in an office. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so as soon as his dad called and says, we're going into irrigation, I need you back in a, as a partner, he quit his job and we came back. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. So then was it at that point that you got recruited and heard that we were starting a school here? Yeah, we came back. Um, I left here in 57. Yeah, I come back in 64. And I just, we lived in a rental house here in town. And one night, why George Lyon came knocking on my door and he said, Zona, we're starting a new school here, and I want you to be the secretary. And so I didn't even know how I was going to get paid, how much we were going to get paid, because it was still his dream in getting this school started. At then. So before you came to work here, what were the kinds of jobs you had done? Had you been a secretary before? Uh, that's all I've ever done. <coughs> I uh, started as... Um, when I was still in high school, which was then the distributive education program, because I had taken all the classes I needed. And they didn't have any more for me to take. There wasn't a college that did this for seniors at that time. And so uh, he uh, got me in star. This was one of my instructors in high school. And uh, so he put me in this DE class, and I worked afternoons at the what was then the Goodland State Bank. It's now the Bank West in Goodland. (laughs) 
and I worked there all my senior year and continued working there for seven more years before we moved. Wow. So then when you came here, what were some of the things that you guys were working to get figured out? (laughs) Well, when we started, the building was still being built. It was passed the way I remember with the bond issue the same times they were building the field house. They were building this. And uh, they didn't, when when we were trying to get students with them not even knowing, we didn't even know how we were going to get paid at that time. It was so new and it was a brand new venture. But uh, we started on the first day of school. There was no sidewalks for Jet. The building was here, classrooms were in place, but the equipment was still in boxes. We didn't even have their desks and stuff put together, so those first students got the opportunity of even helping do that. Oh my goodness. So were you part of like recruiting people to come here? Yeah, we, I did all the, we typed, at that time we got them direct from the school districts, and uh, uh, I typed a lot of letters. We worked in the counselor's office in the high school while this was being built and uh, did a lot of work over there just trying to recruit. But Mr. Lyon was a very good recruiter. He could sell people when nobody else could. How we ever got students is kind of a wonder <laughs> because it was so new. Nobody knew what they were getting into. And uh, I don't even remember how now I've forgotten, but I think a hundred and some kids but I'm not sure. But uh, um, then I can, what I was thinking about the other night trying to go to sleep, and I kind of giggled to myself because I was the bad guy when it actually got going because I was the one that built the school districts for the tuition for these kids. And mercy, I'd have irate superintendents coming in and slamming it down and he says I shouldn't be paying for this one because he lives in the other school district and mm-hmm. it was something <laughs> <laughs> so then at that point when it was all starting to begin what was the community reaction to this like lofty idea well I think it was so new to everybody but the first year or two now I can't remember how long it was we actually had distributive education and vocational agriculture over here from that were high school students. But that didn't last very long before we had enough other students that that went back to the high school. But that's what filled our students for a while because we didn't have that many post-secondary mm-hmm. students. Interesting. So then what were some of the roles that you shifted through as time went on and things started to develop? Well, with the way we were we sent, were paid, changed a lot because they finally got it where we were paid from the state some way. And uh, I had a lot better relations with the school districts then because they did not have to pay through their own school district. You know, they, it was po- through a post-secondary fund some way that we got our money from the state. So that helped the relations with school districts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So then as far as like buildings goes in the community, did you see like a clear cut um, involvement of that that during the time that the college was expanding and all of these things were moving so quickly with the college? See, we had none of these outside buildings at all. You know, we was this main building. And uh, we, uh, I don't even remember, I, auto mechanics has always been in this building. And never has moved. Auto body used to be here initially, and I think electrical 
was here before they built their own buildings over there. But uh, I think the I think the community was for it. It was just so, something so new that nobody knew whether we could afford it or not as a community. And then after it got going, where we got funding from the state, you know, I I think the community's always been behind it, as far as I my recollection. Mm-hmm. Have you seen um, the community be able to expand because of the college being here, or can you share a little bit on like some of your views on that? Do you think those things were correlated? Yeah, probably. I think at first it was uh, just the certain s- programs that we had that we could afford. We couldn't afford to expand much at that time to go into cosmetology and drafting and all those. Although drafting was here in this building <coughs> at one time, too. Oh, I think wow. maybe right where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> Neat. So what was the biggest challenge you faced of getting this concept off the ground? Well, I'll give all the credit to the first director, George Lyon. I really would. Because everybody that's come after has been fine. But if he hadn't had the dream and the gift to gab and the salesmanship, mm-hmm. it would not be here. Because he, he went and got people to send students here when we didn't even have the building built. <laughs> but he was getting students enrolled from these school districts. And uh, I just feel like the whole concept of it was his baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but seeing as you were one of the beginning um, roots of the college really taking off too, what was your vision and has the college fulfilled the vision that you had for it? Oh, yeah. The thing that I have trouble accepting is the athletics, and I know that's just me. But that's a dream that come across, you know, for other presidents. But... um, we used to say for several years, a lot of years, we would brag out here that Goodlands, okay, Votech School at that time, mm-hmm. Goodlands Votech School had the lowest tuition in the state of Kansas. And we liked that. And uh, as it expanded and everything else come about, I'm sure it's not that anymore. But we used to, we would get students talked into coming because of our tuition mm-hmm. at that time. So how have you seen the culture of the atmosphere on co- on the college campus kind of evolve as things have taken off over time? Oh, there's a lot more for them to do, you know. Adding the student union was a great step because, you know, before, why, there was no place on campus for this, them to eat, mm-hmm. so they'd have to be in charge of their own lunch, you know, and this type of thing. I think the having the student union and having activities for them in there and having the cafeteria was one of the biggest steps. Can you tell me about some of the more enjoyable parts of your career at the college? <laughs> I, I was laying in bed last night thinking I, uh, I was afraid you'd ask something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we used to have, and I don't know that in some of the old retirees remembered it because we had a breakfast here a while back and we all were talking about the old green weenie (laughs) and uh, that was an old bus that we got fixed up so we would have a bus to go take field trips by for this and but we used to visit the other schools in the state of Kansas and even the secretaries got to go we everybody just closed up for whatever days it was and we went to 
uh, Beloit, and we went to Wichita, and uh, all of the different ones that were technically just Votech schools like we were at that time. And then that way we could visit, get acquainted with the other secretaries and get some ideas that they might mm-hmm. be using that we weren't. And the t- instructors really enjoyed visiting with their counterparts. But I thought it was so fun because now it's so big that you can't do that. Mm-hmm. But at that time, we, we just, the instructors and the secretarial and all got to go on these bus trips. I, I come back with different ways of doing, um, uh, taking the money from people and having, you know, when they had their work done on the, their cars mm-hmm. and this type of thing. Um, because the only help I had was a, a student from the secretarial department that come com in and helped me take money for things like this. But that's the only help I had at that time because I did the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, later as it grew, well, then I had to have some help. I couldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And so then I'd have people that would come and help with the, actually the accounting part of it. I always helped with payroll from the whole time I was here. We had a joint relationship with the, the other accountant and me as secretary we jointly did payroll but then she would take over doing most of the accounting and left me free to do the secretarial because I didn't have much time left to even be secretary to Mr. Kearns. <laughs> yeah so a big thing at the college now I guess my kind of question is if it's always been like this but they do a lot of community involvement in each of the programs so like the auto body if a community member's car breaks down they go and fix it and they learn through that way has it always been like that Do you they took customers cars in as long as I can remember they would take customers from the community if they sometimes would have to wait a while you know to get it in but they've always a lot of people in the community always brought their cars up to get fixed and auto body and auto mechanics mm-hmm. have you benefited from any of the programs offering those kinds of services Probably <laughs> not anymore. I don't bring them, but I used to. They'd always fix my car because I lived, I lived 17 miles out in the country, so I drove the country roads a lot. So if something was always wrong with my vehicle, <laughs> and I would always have it fixed here. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Do you have any um, other fun stories you'd be willing to share? Well, I can't think of any. With the most. Fun we ever had together as a whole group was on those bus trips when we took those, because it was something different. You were clear away from your school. You had we had a lot of fun. We even <coughs> some of the times we got to go to, not just visiting the schools. We got to go one time. I remember I got to go to Nashville, Tennessee. We went in the old green weenie the whole way, <laughs> and we helped the whole group got to have fun together. And it was it was something. That I, those trips were ones that I won't ever forget. <laughs> they were fun. Yeah, so since you have left the college, you're still kind of around this area and you're back on campus. Have you um, noticed a shift in the atmosphere on campus? Well, you know, it's so big now <clears throat> that it can't be quite as like it was then. But I think they, ta- they are trying to keep it that way and trying to keep the community and the kids and the teachers all involved and I think that's the right way to go mm-hmm. the uh, instructors the ones that are still here in town that are no longer involved we still get together for breakfast sometimes and have a good time talking so <coughs> was the secretary role the only one you played throughout your time at the college that's I was the secretary to the to the director 
Oh. Now it would be the president. I was always their secretary, but I did a lot of the office work too. It's not, it, it was amazing to me to walk in to see that they got offices up here and they got offices down there. I even said to Sherry one time, because I, I trained tra Sherry, did you know that? I didn't know, that's <laughs> so cool. <clears throat> She's the one that finally stayed. I, when I knew I was retiring, I tried to train. I think I tried to train two other ones, and oh, they weren't going to get through all that. <laughs> but Sherry finally stayed. <laughs> and mm -hmm. um, But anyhow, it is, it is hard to put in words, but Votech was my baby. Yeah. <laughs> and because I saw it grow from just a little bitty to what it, well, not today, but from when I left in 97, it had grown a lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, so uh, when I retired, I still said to everybody that this was my baby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so how many years in total would that have been? 64 to 97, 30-some wow. when I retired. When you retired from the Votech school, um, would you mind explaining a little bit of your work at the Elks building? Well, I, I can tell you how it came about because I had just retired on the 1st of July of that year of 97. And uh, then my husband was a very devout Elks member and his dad had been too. And all of a sudden the Elks building was closed and they were going to have a big open meeting on why we were closed up and who closed us up. So my husband says, let's go see what it is. Well, I should never have gone <laughs> because there was a local attorney here that was Pete Whalen. A lot of people will remember him. He saw me sitting there, and he said, well, they had said we were closed because I, uh, Grand Lodge records hadn't been sent, done right, hadn't reports been sent in. But not only that, the state of Kansas had closed the Elks because the managers had not sent sales tax or payroll taxes. And you know you don't do that. Mm -hmm. You get closed up. And so Pete Whalen turned around and he says, well, Zona, you're not doing anything now. Why don't you come into the Elks office and just see what's wrong and what we need to get done to get this open again? Well, that was, I never Beginning. did get out of there. I didn't ever get out of there until just recently, too. <laughs> I stayed 25 years down there. So mm -hmm. all the weddings and the big events were always there. They have the high school prom there, have every year. And uh, it's just used for a community center. Would you be willing to share some of uh, your vision of what Goodland may look like in the coming years? Do you have a goal for what you want this um, community to be? Well, I hope I'm so worried about people moving out of Goodland and what it's going to become if they don't keep some, they need some families here, not just old people place. <laughs> and um, that's what I see happening. So many people are buying homes here that are coming here from the Denver area and other places to retire because it's cheaper here. Mm -hmm. I don't want Goodland to just become a retirement place. I think they need to work on getting some people in here with school-age kids to keep kids in school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of work to be done, but I think we need to all work together in keeping mm -hmm. it a, a thriving community instead of a retirement place. What are your goals for your retirement? I've never not worked, and um, in fact, most of my friends are surprised that I did it because they know me well enough. But I know after a while I'm going to be looking for something to volunteer for because I don't 
think I can just sit at home and read and watch TV forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Do you have any advice for anyone looking to come to Goodland or uh, to come and work at Northwest Tech? Any of your well, expertise? of course, I think Goodland's a pretty good place. I think that it has about everything any family needs. Mm-hmm. And what I think is a selling point is that if they just have to be in a big city, we're not that far from Denver. Mm-hmm. You can be there in like three, in a little over three hours or so. And if you just have to have something the big city offers, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Or if you go to Salina, or, you know, it's not that far. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just think most people uh, that come to work here would enjoy the atmosphere mm-hmm. of Goodland. You can have kind of both things. All right. Well, first, I just wanted to say thank you. If it wasn't for all of your hard work, none of um, us would be here. And that's just the truth of it. And we wouldn't have these opportunities. So we just wanted to say thank you on behalf of everything you've done for the college. And we're really excited to see how much it'll grow. But all thanks to you and the original team, because we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed learning a little bit more of our institution's background. This was the MAV on campus.